EastEnders fans and welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week, discussing the episodes broadcast between the 19th and the 22nd of February 2024. Hello, how are you this week? You alright? I hope you bloody well are. Uh, joining me as usual is Ree. Hello Ree, how are you? I'm alright, thanks Rob, how are you? I'm, I'm feeling right, a bit better. You. Good. Been a bit poorly, but yes, you have to, haven't you? But as you, you know me, I'm full of sympathy for you, and we've changed the timing of what time we were recording and everything, haven't we? So it's that's how good a friend I am to you. Have we? About half an hour. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's because we've just been chatting rubbish. Anyway, yeah, well, yes. nothing new there. So, Ray, <laughs> I've got I've got an update. Okay, so you will remember that I bought pheromone aftershave few weeks back we discussed, we, we discussed this pheromone aftershave if you, if you happen to miss this episode we were talking about how i uh got hold of some aftershave that apparently reacts to your own personal pheromones and it's supposed to make people fall at your feet for you know romantic ideas that's just like the science behind it and let me tell you <laughs> i uh when i went out last week i'd argue it worked I would argue. Oh, why, Rob? Oh, why? Oh, why? Oh, why? Too well, did it? Well, I then ran out, and this person hasn't spoken to me since. So, <laughs> so my thinking is now I've been paid. I'm going to get myself another bottle, cover yeah, myself in it, and, the, and then our conversation will develop further. It's an interesting scientific experiment. This. I'm interested yeah, to know. Yeah, keep us updated. I'd like to I know will. the conclusion to this scientific experiment. I'd like to know whether placebo can completely and utterly overtake simple drunken regret. <laughs> It would be interesting to see. Well, I I'm here for it, Rob. Try it now. Yeah, I will. So there we are. <laughs> so I'll let you know. We uh, this this aftershave company. We could, could be sponsoring us for all the, for all the talk I'm giving it. You know. Well, it's... don't say the name. Don't say I the won't. name until they offer us. Until they cough though. up. Until they cough yeah. up. Yeah. It's a word. Tell me. Tell me after the. I will. Right then. Uh, on to another week of EastEnders. Yes. Uh, what a week it was. Um, I think fair to say Diane Parrish gave us a bit of a turn, didn't she? She did very, very she's well this be- week. She's been incredible. Hasn't I she knew just... she had something big coming up when she had that yes. long break before She had a Christmas. long break, didn't she? Yes, mm. yes. Now, I'm curious. Yeah, I am curious to think, though. I wonder whether, I don't know, like, how scheduled Letitia Dean's break was throughout all of this. So I wonder where, if Sharon was not supposed to be going on a break at this point of the story like where Cheryl would be fitting into all of this that is a good point because it's like we understand it with Sharon like Mm. kind of fits the story but also as viewers we kind of want to see her reaction don't we well what I would argue is that if it was Sharon hallucinating Keanu he'd have been in his vest and not in his (laughs) wedding suit Yes, I I think that's a fair assumption to make. As Just well, Rob, a thought, yes. either that or in his mechanics overalls, you know, something that Sharon would associate with him rather than just yeah. the outfit that he died in. You know, it's yeah. That's what I would argue. Uh, but we'll come on to Denise and her, let's call it a breakdown, uh, later on, because it was very, very good. Uh, we've got a couple more stories to discuss before we get there. Uh, so let's crack on with this week's Albert Square After Dark. Right then, ladies and gents, let's crack on with this week. Uh, we'll start. We've got a few small stories to get through before we talk about Denise. Uh, first one we're going to briefly discuss is Cindy and George. This is sort of the follow on from last week with George's George's head is basically all over the place. And we see him um, calling somebody on his phone. Do you remember, that, you remember that scene where he was actually on the phone? Yeah. I was a bit confused as to where he was when he'd made that phone call. It was just this random room that I don't think I'd ever seen before. But I think it might have been I, in the Vic kitchen, but it was just from an angle that we've I not thought, seen it from before. 
I thought it was a bit kitchen. Yeah, I, I just I didn't even think about it. I think. Did you know? I no, I I think yeah, it was just the, the angle hy- that he was at. There were like hygiene signs around him and stuff. I um, think so. I just assumed it were kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure where they were, but anyway, yeah. So he's he's talking to somebody on the phone. It's like apologising for how they how he spoke to him the last time they saw, him. and you kind of think, oh, was he on the phone to Gloria? No, he's on the phone to Cindy. Now, Cindy rushes back to this, like jumps on a plane, basically hijacks the plane and flies back, probably flies it herself to land back to deal with George. And she runs back to him and they have a discussion about, because obviously Cindy, as we know, knows everything about Eddie, knows about the details of his murder. She is the only person that George ever told. Um, So Cindy's kind of got her own views on it and basically gives him a bit of advice. And then they start talking a little bit about Cindy Jr., now, if you remember, when Cindy buggered off off screen for a little bit, we were like, they're not doing this off screen, surely. Oh, yes, they are, faithful listener. <laughs> they did. They did it off screen. Cindy Jr. now knows that Cindy's alive. And we didn't get to see it. All we know is that Cindy Jr. did not react well to it. Yeah, it sounds like she barely spoke to her the entire time she was there. So, yeah. I mean... They could have mentioned a little bit more about it if they're going to do it off screen as well this week. All we got was, oh, she weren't that happy and then I've just come back to see you. So... Yeah. Is it? I mean, you you said maybe Cindy Junior is going to come back as a recast in a few maybe. months. Is that how they're going to do it? I mean, maybe, but then surely you would save the reveal for when Cindy Junior returns. And my thinking now is that they did this mm. purely just to sort of deal with that little knot of the story, just dealt with that off screen, yeah. and we're not going to see Cindy Junior now. Yeah, because it's not like they even gave Michelle Collins like an extended break, so they had to no. write her out. She literally no, gone, gone a couple for, of days. What, a week? She had the, she yeah, had the weekend. Exactly. She had the weekend off. Like yeah, it was. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, I think it literally was back. just to just for us all to stop going. What about Cindy Junior? Well, there yeah, you go. That's what happened. There you go. Next. That's dealt with. That's what yeah. about Cindy Junior? Just put that in your pipes and smoke it. Essentially. Yeah. Um, Again, we they have there's a bit of tenderness between the two of them. I know I say this every week. It can't be long before George and Cindy are sleeping together, surely. <laughs> How long have you been saying it for? Since ever since Cindy back. returned, I've been saying yeah. this ever since that week. So, um I mean, it obviously it oh, is gonna happen at some point, yeah. isn't it? But I yeah. I surely I I ship George and Cindy. Yeah, you do, don't you? You're quite I into like this. I really like uh, them. But I like Cindy as well, don't I? Yes, Cindy could do no wrong in your eyes. I know, she's an angel. But the week before, I liked Elaine and George, to be fair, because Elaine was actually being really good for George and what he needs. Well, Elaine, as we know, is a better fiancé than she is a mother. So that's why. But what about you? What who would you prefer? I mean, the thing is, I because I'm just so expecting for it to happen. Like we know it's going to happen. I don't have any strong feelings about them either way. I'm intrigued to see kind of where the where it takes the story. But in terms of the two characters together, I'm sort of I. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that Cindy and Ian aren't long for this world, and I'm amazed they've lasted this long. Quite frankly, because mm. Ian's relationship history is not good with anybody. Never mind somebody who tries to have him shot. So the Cindy and Ian thing, you know, whatever. But, you know, George and Elaine, I like together. I think we are supposed to sort of think that George and Elaine are a little bit unsuited, though. I kind of get that dynamic Mm. from them and have done really since Elaine and George kind of came into it. You sort of got the impression that George's eyes could wander if if an opportunity came along. Like Elaine, I think, is more into the relationship than George is. See, I think I wouldn't have thought as I had wonder, actually. But then again... 
when we had the history him and Cindy have had and she kept saying it about the barmaids or something that they had mm. in Marbella, didn't she? Yeah, say, so George has maybe has got a history of a wandering maybe, yeah. eye or maybe he's mm. just very good at making women feel paranoid. <laughs> All that, you yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. I, oh, it'd be a shame though if Elaine and George split now, but I do ship George and Cindy, yeah. What I'm, I am I'm looking here. forward to is the moment where an inevitable Cindy and, affair, and, Cindy and George affair reveal happens because what i'm really looking forward to is the fact that harriet thorpe will do an amazing job at broken down elaine i know she will because we'll have that classic landlady thing where the landlady's having the breakdown no makeup like just completely utterly like like sobbing into a pillow and all that kind of thing she'll do it brilliantly so i'm really looking forward to that moment so in terms of what i'm hoping to happen I mean, happy couples never ha- never last long mm. in EastEnders anyway. We know this. So, I, yeah, I'm just looking forward to that moment, I think. You know what I've just thought of, actually? When um, not long after Cindy first came back and George was trying to trick her into thinking that he wanted her. You mm. remember? And she yeah. went to lean in for a kiss. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they were just like, yeah. so... Mm, is he using that to his advantage, maybe? Because he knows. I like, that's don't proof that he know. knows I... that she'd go running. Yeah, well, I think she knows that anyway. I think the pair of them know it. I think the pair of them know it. But they're. Ju- I think Cindy is trying to just sort of bide her time. Let's, let's not mm. pretend that Cindy is an angel here, all right? The first opportunity she oh, gets... Oh, she, she is, Rob. No, she isn't. <laughs> um, I mean, what, I, what it does make me wonder is if Elaine's sobbing is the same as Elaine's cackle. Do you think that they might sort of... Uh, I was thinking it when you said it, and I'm they, like, oh, I don't want to ruin a moment, a tense moment that you're describing here, but... I wonder oh, if that's... Oh, a, oh, 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 We'll have to wait and see. I look forward to that moment, though. I was just thinking, though, when you said that, what would happen if they split? Because is it just Elaine and Linda who've got, who own the Vic? Uh, well, if, I'm, if memory serves me right, I don't think we ever I don't think we ever actually got to that moment where George handed Elaine the money. Because if we remember, he was waiting for the money from oh, the God, bar. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. So I yeah, think Elaine, I think Elaine can chuck mm. George out and then her yeah. and Linda can sort of still be there together. So I think that that would kind of, I think Elaine's safe there. I think George's mm. position would be untenable if, if something like that happened. And they'd be all right, because Cindy's got an extra 60k, apparently, just looking about. So they're all fine, aren't they? George and Cindy in the pie and mash shop it is, then. Yeah, brilliant. I'll have to change the name. Yeah, that changed the name, yeah. Night's mm. Mash. Hasn't got quite, quite the same ring to it, has it? Night's Eels. Eels, Eels, Nights. Uh, yeah. No, I'll have to I'll wait think and see. Out, there we are then. Uh, so uh, that's that one. Uh, I think a little bit more to come with that in the coming weeks, but that was sort of uh, on Monday. The only other small story we have to discuss before we get onto the big one is uh, Jade and Dean. Okay, before we crack on with the big story, Jade and Dean, we had some stuff with them this week. Dean still remains kind of like a regular character with his own sort of little storyline going on. It's a bit, it's, it's, it feels weird, doesn't it, to sort of have Dean yeah. kicking around, having the sort, I mean, basically, what Dean's storyline this week was that he's feeling a little bit sort of put out by his daughter having a social life, which you could give to literally any father of a young child and on the worried. square. Worried about his daughter that's recovering from yeah. a lung transplant. Yeah, I perfectly, that's just, 
that's perfectly, just Dean. Re- that's yeah, Dean, isn't perfectly it? relatable issues that you could give to somebody, mm. but he's a rapist. I don't know. It's it's very odd. But um, so yeah, that's going on this week. Uh, Jade is basically, you know, wanting to just have a bit of independence. Really, you know, she's getting a bit kind of sick of being cooped up in the flat all day long. Um, Dean's sort of mother, well, fathering her, mothering her. Is that the thing? What would you, what would you say? Mothering Parenting? her. Parenting her. Overparenting her. Let's go for that. Smothering her. Let's say smothering. There smothering. We go. Smothering her. Yeah, but think about where that word's derived from. Must be. Where? Smothering. Mothering. Do you reckon? Maybe. Must Maybe. Be. I don't know, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> we digress. She, we digress. Funny, funny, funny. That's unusual for us. Um, yeah. And so, G, G, yeah. G, so, Jean uh, is kind of looking at Jade and thinking, that girl needs some friends. So, she spots sort of Nugget and Avani coming towards her and says, like, oh, can you, like, not be friends with, with, with Jade? You know, like, she needs she needs a friend because they're teenagers. They're sort of like, oh, yeah, well, it makes me want to be right. Uh, uh, look at her fashion. Uh, uh, uh. But then... She s- does wear bad clothes. I'm oh, well, sorry. I'm I can't say, say I noticed. <laughs> I can't say I noticed because I don't know what the going fashion for well, teenage like, girls is obviously, these days. Obviously, like, fair. She's actually she dressed, other things to think about. But when they said it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. She dresses comfortably because she's just on a lung transplant and she needs to remain warm and oh, comfortable. Oh, no, I do. Practical. I know. God, look at... I know. She dresses right. practically. You're as bad as Ivana you are. That's just... <laughs> Um, so, but then, as soon as they discover that essentially Jade has a dead person's lungs inside of her, they're all over that. They're like, "Oh my that, god, that's oh, the that's coolest so thing! Cool. That's so cool!" And so, all of a sudden, Jade has two new best mates in Nugget and Avani. That, that that's actually made me like laugh. That. I love that was bit when Nugget and Avani turn to each other and like, "Oh, she's got a dead person!" Yeah, let's go. Oh my talk god, she's like us. a zombie. She's like a zombie. Let's go talk to her. <laughs> Oh, it's such it's, a kid, kid it's response, such a kid thing it? i thought it was i thought yeah. it was actually very real uh so i liked that and by the end of the week like they're, they're actually really enjoy they seem to be really enjoying her company like it's not just yeah. they want to ask awkward questions about the operation they seem to actually really yeah. get on as mates so that's yeah. lovely um but, can i say by the way yes i am loving elizabeth green who plays jade i actually yeah. think she's really really good yeah i've been she is pleasantly good. surprised yeah yeah she is good again How it's old another is she? I'm not sure, like but I'd, I mean, not... I'd say, you know, what the, the casting, like, ages of each well, other are, it. like, she's probably about 48, knowing the <laughs> But <laughs> no, she's, she's I, I assume that she's about 17, 18, something like that, yeah. maybe a little bit younger. Um, But she, yeah, she's good. And again, another great addition to the young cast that we've, we've really Definitely. managed to kind of gather in this era. Like, we've got a fantastic yeah. young cast in a minute. It's exciting for the future. Really bodes well for the future of the show with a really solid young cast in place like that. Mm. Um, but what this does is put Dean's nose out of joint. Um, he sort of, you know, he wants to sort of be the dad, basically. He wants to sort of be the person that leads Jade and sort of saves Jade and just be... Yeah. What it is, basically, is that he is, I think, putting... Uh, trying to transfer the skills that he wants people to see of him, to see better, to think better of him, I think, isn't it? And he wants to kind of put that on to Jade. So he wants people ah, to think, oh my see. God, what a good dad he is. Oh, what a good person he is. Maybe we were wrong about him. Maybe he's not a rapist. He's a really good dad. Oh, I didn't think of it like that. I thought he was just being selfish and thinking, Jade's no, the only person. Too. Jade's the only person I've got around here who's like actually talking to me. And now she's made other friends, so I'm going to be on my own. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, I'd argue. Yes, yeah, definitely. I'd not thought of your perspective, actually. <clears throat> um, yeah. So how do you think this is going to play out? I mean... Like we say, Elizabeth Green's great, so you'd you'd assume that she's around to stay for now. But then, where does this leave Dean? I'm really confused as to what the plan is for Dean. Like, is he just going to be a regular now, but just happens to stay around? 
It's like you said, why have they introduced Jade? And now she's got a bunch of friends as well. So. Yeah, so they've got a reason but... for Jade to stay around, but then he's not gonna, she's not going to stay around the square if Dean buggers off. So surely that mm. means Dean's either here to stay or they're both buggering off. Do you think she's going to get ill again? Because I know she keeps coughing and going, people can cough, but it's such a recurring... And I know it's probably quite a normal thing. Maybe it's... Considering after... what she's yeah, I don't know, is the honest answer to that. I, I did didn't wonder know whether that, to read into... Aftermath of actually... having a lung transplant, I'm sure you wouldn't just be like skipping around the square singing zippity-doo-dah with no issues whatsoever, Well, no. no. So I assume that maybe I did wonder coughing... if that were going to come up again. Somehow. Yeah, possibly. I it's. I think it was. But... I think it would be very easy for them to give her another medical emergency, put it like that. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I do. The only thing I can think of that could happen with Dean would be if Shirley came back. To be honest, I yeah. feel like we need a Shirley comeback, and then it gives him more reason to be on the square. He's got somebody else fighting his corner, apparently, because mm. off screen she's apparently best well, mates with him again. Well, apparently she's been. She's. She's oh, yeah, ended she's... up where Denise is, so maybe they'll. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh my god! Imagine if, like, the first scenes next week, Denise sort of wanders oh! into a room and sees Shirley. Oh. Yes. Here for <laughs> it. That. You heard would it here that. first. Love that. But that to would be, be fair, a though, great way to bring it. It would be a great way, but the thing is, we don't know whether Dean's telling the truth about that. Do yeah, we? but then, yeah, but then that could happen, and then Denise could confide in Shirley whilst they're there. Yes. So she could be getting the meds to make her better and then yes. instead of confessing to a therapist, confess to Shirley. Yes. I mean, more and more people would know about the secret. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I I know that a lot of people are sort of looking at this going, well, why is Dean still around? He's a rapist. And that's the end of the discussion as far as they're concerned. I'm more of the, <laughs> I'm more of the mindset where I'm just like, well, I'm sort of, I'm intrigued to know what your plan is for him. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm sort of curious to see where you're going to take him. So it doesn't necessarily mean that I want his instant removal. I'm just curious to know what the ultimate plan is for Dean, because as we know, he has done this and he's, and it's not like they are trying to reform him as a character, I would say, because he's done some pretty horrible stuff well, since he's been back. So presumably a comeuppance for Dean is coming. Can we address an elephant in the room, Rob? You're going to hate yes. me bringing this up. But you know that people have been speculating on the internet mm. as to whether Dean, in fact, left the Vic on Christmas Day and did he, in fact, witness everything? Yeah, we can discuss this now. I mean, I think <laughs> this is... Yeah, I, I can't help but think this is people massively overthinking. We will get to this. This is the discussion around the weapon that went missing this week. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't realise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is... This is this is well, we're about to go into it, so that's a nice yeah. segue into it, Reese. So, oh, that, yeah, that, that people, was my intention. Yeah, there are yeah, I say absolute professional. Um, there are some people that seem to believe that Dean is going to be a little bit more involved in the six storyline because the the meat thermometer has gone missing, and uh, my God, did that have an impact? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, all the awards to Diane Parrish, please. If we're not going to have soap awards this year, let's just give an award of our own to Diane Parrish uh, for this week. She'd be good, wouldn't she? Yeah. A bit uh, bloody yeah, good. Yeah, we know. We know why we've not got soap awards. He we sends know. us up in every bloody thing. Every bloody daft. thing. We know your game, ITV. Yes. We're not daft. We're not mm. daft, as we are cabbage looking. Um, yeah, quite the week for Denise this week. Um, yeah. Went, basically went into full-blown psychosis, hallucinating left, right and centre. Uh, and by the end of the week, has been sectioned, which I would argue really puts the six in a difficult position. Although possibly they might be able to get out of it. 
I kind of wonder whether if Denise does say anything, how reliable is evidence given to given by somebody who has just been sectioned in the eyes of the police? I don't know. It's, my, it's a genuine question. I don't. I don't know if if they take it with um, well very often no, because... you, use, you use that as a defense in court don't you saying that they weren't of sound mind or something so i don't if... know whether it... well if you've been sectioned you can't sign any kind of legal document yeah so she won't be able to they won't be able to take anything that she says right now as anything legal i wouldn't have thought because mm. she's not as she's not of sound mind no. to sign something and says she knows it's true so yeah I mean, unless she... she was still saying it after she's been Unsectioned, released. Uh, yeah, yeah, Discha- exactly. Discharged is the word. Discharged, She's yeah. still saying it after she's been discharged. Unsectioned. Then, yeah, differently. <laughs> Once she's been unsectioned, she'll be all right. Um, I mean, she was in very fragile territory anyway, but the thing that really pushed Denise over the edge this week was the disappearance of the meat thermometer. Now, a lot happened with this storyline this week. For a start of, Linda told Johnny. So mm-hmm. Johnny now knows. Uh, and... What I enjoyed for a start, I don't know why this made me laugh as hard as it did, but it really did, was when Linda was explaining the details of the murder and she was explaining what the murder weapon was and she went, it was a meat thermometer. Well, it was Christmas. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much, but it really did. Yeah. As if that was in any way relevant. It was Christmas, so I stabbed it with a meat thermometer. Well, it is. Well, you wouldn't normally just have a meat thermometer laying about, would you? But yeah, if but it's like... Christmas Day, oh, well, fair enough. It was oh, you've got them uh... lying around left, right and centre. Meat yeah, thermometers yeah. Christmas Day, haven't you? Yeah, you, you can't move for meat thermometers around Christmas Day. He's wading through them. Um, so Johnny does discover this. And so immediately his lawyer head comes on and he decides that he needs to get his hands on the meat thermometer. So he then disappears into the bedroom and then comes out and apparently it's disappeared. Now, is it just me or is it really obvious that Johnny's got it and he's just kind of biding his time to frame somebody for it? See, I didn't think it were obviously obvious at all. Obviously, throughout the week, sometimes me and Rob will message each other about episodes and you said Mm. it to me this week. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've not even thought of that. I just genuinely believed that it weren't there. I didn't even think that Johnny had done it. So then I watched the rest of the week with that mindset. I'm like, yeah. But then I didn't understand at the end of the week why he was saying to Linda that Denise could have got it. Mm. Because I, I thought, why would you want to make Linda panic more? Unless well, this is the thing. Master plan. I, this is the thing. But then this is a very new Johnny. And I think we got a lot, a bit more of that this week. I have to say, mm. I am becoming more and more inclined to agree with Denise that Johnny is the devil because he is a lot more sort of, he's a lot more plotting. He's a lot, I think he's really, I'd argue he's got a bit of a villainous side to him, this Johnny, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I can see that. And I, I was the same, actually. I was like, I kind of see Denise's point, to be fair. Yeah, I'd be paranoid about him. Yeah. It's not like... it's like if this mm. if this was the old Johnny, either of the other two Johnnies who Denise was getting all paranoid about, we'd be like, all right, yeah, Denise has completely and utterly lost her mind here. Mm. But this Johnny is a little bit more sinister. So I would argue that she has a point. Because I could see him trying to pin it on Denise. Easily, exactly. Which is maybe and... what Denise's brain is thinking. Oh, well, that's what my brain's thinking as well. Is that's yeah, exactly yeah. what his plan is. Because Definitely. he wanted he went to go and see her. And I kind of think that his plan was to plant the meat thermometer in the house. 
and then later on he would discover it or he would send someone to discover it and then that would be Denise all and then he'd be able to explain ah, she's having a mental good... breakdown because she's feeling overly guilty about killing somebody and then that removes Denise from the equation the police go because it's war for police they go yeah that'll do cheers and then they'll lock Denise up and never the case will ever be mentioned again I believe that was Johnny's plan but if that is Johnny's plan, right, even if it's just to frame Denise for the actual murder, like, they'll know that she could not have moved that body on her own. So who helped to bury it? Do you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. can't just be the plan, surely. But like, I, I'd what, argue what, you could work around that. Out of that? I don't know. I'd, I'd argue it's workable, though. I think that Johnny would work something out because that's what this Johnny seems to be about. Mm. And I've I got to be honest, I'm not a fan of this Johnny so far in terms of his characterization. I have to say he's a little bit nasty for me at the moment, and it's so out of what the what John what we've known from Johnny in the I past. I think I think had old Johnny been like this, we'd be like, yeah, fine, whatever. But it does maybe, seem like such a maybe. big change. It's a lot more jarring when, when you get a new actor in. I think any changes are massively magnified, aren't they? In fairness, yeah, mm. I understand what you're saying. I, I have seen people online. He's being very well received online. I know he is. I know. People... I'm, I'm, I think I'm very much in the minority with this, and I accept mm. that fully because he's a great. He's a very. He's clearly a very strong actor. All right. I've no denying that yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. My issue is his characterization at the moment, which just seems but so. But some un-Johnny. people are saying you could argue that because he's gre- he's been grieving his dad for the past year that it's yeah. changed him as a person. Some he's been through have been a lot. Saying that. Yeah, yeah, I get. I get that. I get all of that. But then. It's, it's quite a big the... change, isn't it, from when we yeah. last saw him to then not yeah. see any of that progression of this yeah. is why he's changed and then see this new Johnny. Well, no, always been the most mild man. He is reminding me more and more of Ben. This is the thing. Yeah, I can I, see that. It yeah, feels, it yeah. sort of feels like... Intimidating, they... because why did yeah. he go around to Denise's yeah. anyway? He shouldn't have he's gone round, should he? Like that, staring out Kathy state. from across the Vic, like doing all mm. that kind of thing. This is classic one Ben behaviour, all right? Mm. And it sort of feels a little bit like they know that they're writing Ben out, so they're like, right, we kind of need a Ben type We need a replacement. And to John. Oh, oh, you argue he's just protecting his mum and trying to do anything it takes to make sure she doesn't go down for it. I mean, I mean... I don't know. But, could you not just leave things as they are? If the weapon, you know, if you've got yeah, the I weapon. Mean, but ma- well, this is what's making me think he's not got the weapon because otherwise, just get rid of it. Don't try and frame it on someone. If you yeah, get rid the of thing. the main piece if, of evidence. Yeah, then... I mean, I'd argue that nobody is going to automatically think if this body gets discovered, nobody's first thought is going to be at Christmas Day, he got stabbed with a meat thermometer. He did. It must have been. If it happened at Christmas, it has to have been a meat thermometer. Mm. So, like, just getting rid of it, chucking this meat thermometer in the Thames or something, that's that problem solved. So, yes, holding on to it, I don't really see. Mm how that helps him other than if his plan was to frame the woman across the road who's having a nervous breakdown yeah which again is a so, really cruel thing to do so if johnny let's say johnny's not got it where is the yeah. thermometer around well people seem to be thinking that the dean's got it because yeah they don't they haven't decided whether dean actually left the vic because we didn't see him leave we just saw a door sort of swaying in the breeze and this was before may i add the murder even happened. This is before Nish had even turned up at the Vic that day. So I, I'm not convinced by this theory at all. I think this might be a case of six mystery thinking that has kind of pushed it into this where we're just overanalyzing absolutely everything. And see, I disagree because I, I questioned whether he actually left on Christmas Day because we didn't physically see him leave. So why did they not show us him physically leaving? Mm. Why not then? But I can my... see why people are saying yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I'm not saying I necessarily believe it. Yeah, but... see, I, it didn't occur to me for I'm a open to second it. Yeah. that it was that Dean 
did anything other than leave that day. My thinking of what happened on that on that scene with Christmas Day was that we were what that scene was about was as, was about kind of making us think, oh, Dean's about to die, Dean's yeah. about to die, yeah, yeah. and then that was just the fake out for that. So that sort of it was basically. But why not? But why not just show us the back of him leaving the door yeah, so I know. saw him leave? I think it was more to do with just the creepiness of it. Like, you know, you just see an open door and actually that's mm. quite a creepy shot, isn't it? So I think it was more a directorial choice than anything else. Directorial? Yeah, that's a word. Um, so it was it was more about that. You could be right. I mean, I am quite happy to have it proved that Dean's had this meat for Mama's all along and for me to eat my, eat, eat my hat. Uh, absolutely Possibly. fine. But mm. right now... But then, if you're going to throw the if you're going to throw the logic of well, we didn't see him leave, we also didn't see Johnny not discover the meat thermometer and realize that it was missing. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, totally. And this is the mystery in it. We don't know who's got it. So this is the thing. This is the mad thing, though, because I don't think it's a mystery. I mean, obviously, it is a mystery because they've left it hanging. Like, if it wasn't a mystery, they would have revealed it like the next episode or something. But clearly, mm. this is something that we're supposed to really be sort of ruminating over, like who has got this meat thermometer? Which I get. I admire it as a mystery, and it, it was a temporarily exciting thing. But then I sort of just thought, well, obviously Johnny's keeping it because he's the legal mm. man, and he's been saying all along to Linda, "All right, well, I'm going to protect you." So this is clearly part of I'm going to protect you. And what is what we've not seen Johnny ask Linda either is when did you last see it? Because that's quite yeah. an important yeah. thing to know, isn't it? So that you can gauge when it went missing or, you know, like, got it. oh, well, so, who came in there? Yeah, well, I've got another one for you, Rob. What, what? if Elaine's got it? Ah, walking around with a ah, ah. ah. <laughs> Why would Elaine have it? What? Well, you, you never that... know. Maybe, maybe Linda's drunkenly confessed off screen to Elaine or something and Elaine's got Elaine's known it. all along. I'm clutching it. Elaine's known all along and that's yeah, why possibly. she's wanted to stay out of Linda's way because she doesn't know how to deal with Linda being a murderer. See, there you go. Could be. It could it's be. Cracked. It could be. If it's not Johnny, then I'm open to interpretation. But at the moment, yeah. I just sort of like it's obviously Johnny who's got it. I don't know. Let us know in the comment section who you think has got this meat thermometer. I thought it was pretty cut and dry, but lots of people are throwing lots of different theories out. So maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'm happy to be wrong. I like to be surprised. Um, and am I being unfair about Johnny? Let me know. Like, defend Johnny to me in the comment section because at the moment, and like I say, nothing wrong with the actor. I just I'm not a fan of this characterization. So just let defend Johnny in the comment section to me, and we'll read them out next week because I'm I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. However, all of this does rather push Denise over the edge, and she sends an already very kind of fragile Denise into all sorts of mad territory. Um, and you know whose fault this was? You know whose fault this was, Ray. Father bloody past the bloody Clayton. That's whose fault this was. Because well, turned up he again this week. Introduced to that Bible, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> turned up once again yeah. and said his stuff, and then she ran, ran, went running back to Lucas again. Well, so did he know say? Lucas? Is that a, is yeah? I think. Mm. Uh, see, I mm. wonder. I do wonder. Why are we seeing Lucas anyway? Why is yeah, Lucas what been is... added into the mix? It like... must be. Yeah, I I kind of wonder whether his thing is going to be something insane, like, I'll give you information on this murder I've just discovered if you give me a more lenient sentence and I can leave Oh, God, I've not thought of that. It's the yeah. sort of mad thing that Lucas plots normally involve, isn't it? Mm. Or do you... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, why would he just come back for this week? Like, there's some, they've gone to all that. I don't know. I think there's going to be something more with him. Have yeah. you seen as well, by the way, people asking a big question as to how he had Jack's mobile number? How did he have Jack's mobile number? I wondered <laughs> that. It just rang Jack up. 
<laughs> Can you imagine? No, I mean, Jack, I mate, how's it going? Yeah, all right, Jack, how is it, my man? Not spoken to you in ages. Jack's like, what the hell are you doing calling me? Yeah, I did wonder that. I won't lie to you. I did wonder why he... It's not like it's just a home number. If this was actual Jack's actual mobile mm. phone number, which he seemed to know off by heart, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, Denise is now not only hallucinating Keanu, who, and those hallucinations are increasing, they are intensifying because now she's actually having full-blown conversations with hallucination Keanu. Because um, Keanu was then leading her to, like Keanu's hallucination was then sort of leading her to read different extracts from the diary, from the, from the diary, from the Bible, from the, Bi- from the Bible. Thank you. Uh, and that was the, and like she was misinterpreting the words in the Bible, and that was sending her into all sorts of weird and wonderful directions until she was convinced that Johnny was a wolf and that Johnny was the devil. And I'm, I'm fully fair on that one. I, I mean, think, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm can't disagree. I'm saying, Rob, if I'm honest with you. I wish I could say that I liked him that much, but yeah. Don't disagree. Um, So, yeah, and this kind of behaviour starts to attract attention, doesn't it? Yeah. The the other six are starting to get a little bit concerned about exactly how bad is Denise right now? Should we be worried? Right. So Stacey goes around as a chat with Denise, quite clear that she's entering some kind of psychosis and mental I loved these scenes with Denise and Stacey, by the way. I thought those scenes where they sort of, like, Stacey sort of revealed, like, talked about her own psychosis and and clearly started recognising. Yeah, yeah, started recognising signs of psychosis and that Mm -hmm. sort of dawning, sad realisation on her face. That was, those scenes were brilliant. I really enjoyed them. Yeah. But, but... What's annoying for me yep. is that those conversations weren't enough for Stacey to break it off with Jack. It's only when she confessed to Suki, oh, by the way, I've still been seeing Jack on the side, that Suki's like, oh, like, are you mad? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. End uh, that now. See, interesting, because I feel like when she spoke to Suki, she had already basically thought i need to end this in her head oh, I, th- oh, okay. I thought that those conversations with denise had basically made her think yeah no i can't do this anymore this is i'm a terrible human being oh, i need to okay. stop doing this right that's okay. what i got from it oh okay no maybe maybe i just thought i just thought how have you not decided this already without talking to suki about i mean it first? don't get me wrong it was it wasn't without a fight she did she wasn't that keen on the idea, but she kind of reluctantly realised, oh, I suppose I've got to have to stop shagging Jack, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, she basically did Fine, if I've got Fine, to. Fine, I have to. God. Mm. Uh, oh, duh, Denise, she's so unreasonable. No wonder she rang the ambulance to get Denise sectioned. <laughs> Which she did. Was it Stacey who did that? I think I think it was Stacey that did yeah, that. Yeah, I think... Well, I've got... Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We'll right, I'm not being we'll funny, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when we'll, we get there, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Denise, again, like, hallucinating everywhere. And then she starts hallucinating Johnny. Uh, I just think her brain is broken, essentially. She is absolutely in the midst of a really terrible psychosis episode. Mm. And decides that she needs to escape. She needs to drive away. Amy is terrified for her. So decides, says to her, no, I'm coming with you because you were clearly in no fit state to drive. Again, I being someone who's going, who is going through driving lessons at the moment, I can't imagine wanting to get behind the wheel of a car if I was having hallucin- hallucinations and psychosis. That would terrify me even more, I think. It's, it's a weird one, that, though, isn't it? Because that's I don't like know, behind the wheel of a car when you've just taken acid. You know, that's that's quite terrifying. 
Well, yeah, no, the, yeah, that is a good point because she's literally hallucinating things that aren't there. So, uh, yeah. yeah, she was in a fit state to drive, was she? So no, for Amy really. to then volunteer to get in as a passenger was brave but foolish yeah. for Amy, I feel. Um, but they end yeah. up in these woods because where else are you going to go if you're really, really scared other than a really terrifying place like a dark woods? <laughs> Bless her. Um, and Denise kind of stops the car. Amy's trying to sort of send their location to Jack, and Denise sort of escapes the car and wanders off into the woods. Um, and there, that's when she's really at her height of absolute terror. Jack and Stacy manage to locate Amy. Stacy takes Amy home. Uh, Jack then finds Denise. Denise is like hallucinating that she that he's Johnny again. Evil Johnny's came across quite naturally, I thought, in in those hallucinations. <laughs> don't you? No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know. I was kind of seeing. I was kind of seeing things through Denise's eyes. Like, mm, yeah, fair. But it is Johnny. Yeah. But it is Johnny. But it is Johnny in real life. Playing yeah, mind tricks. Chasing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, then Jack takes her home, and Denise is just like they don't know what's happened to her. They don't know how she's got into the state. She's there reading the Bible. She's there like shaking and terrified and trying to escape and screaming. And it's just uh, really intense scenes. And like, again, Diane Parrish, amazing performances this week. Um, really nice moments upstairs with Yolandi and Amy as well. I think that bringing Yolandi back really was one of the best decisions the show has made in recent years. Cause she's great. I love Yolandi so yeah. much. Yeah. Same. And yeah, she's she's just that mother figure that Denise yeah. needs right now, isn't she? Although Denise ain't gonna see anyone which sounds right now. Mm, yeah, um, exactly. Well. Um, so yeah, then Stacy is sort of saying to Jack, Yeah, she she needs help. Like, I've seen this, I've been this, like this is this is this is the bit where she gets taken to hospital, I'm afraid. This is where that needs to happen. How did oh, come on, how did Jack not see it sooner himself? Everyone else around him seen it except for Jack. I thought I he were a copper. Like yeah. a, a detective at that. Not a brilliant Come one. on, man. Not a brilliant one. Wife. I mean, it's denial as well. I mean, he it's I think it's also that machismo of like, oh no, I'm I'm the male in this relationship. Mm. I, if I I'll sort her out, she'll be fine after I've kept her, I've looked after her for a few days. Like, no, Jack, she's in a, she's having a psychosic episode. Like she's not and... going to be okay i like that line from stacy go we're a bit beyond a few pills and a chat with sonia <laughs> yeah i liked that yeah that went that the a cup of tea with that yeah yeah, uh, yeah that was a great line um so yeah and then these sort these professionals sort of turn up at the door and jack's like uh who called you um that was stacy wasn't it like clearly stacy yeah. called him i think yeah yeah well oh right <laughs> the reason i think or, it was stacy is because no i think it was stacy because mm. I think you should have a direct number for those professionals. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not that yeah. easy to get in touch with people like that. No, so, it's not that easy to make them turn up on your number. door. No, and let's no. be fair, it's not that easy to make them turn up on your door half an hour after you've called them either. But, but you know, that's, that's yeah, soap. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, that's but soap. I soap. I de- whatever. I definitely think it was Stacey. Yeah, I think 100%. It was 100%. It was Stacey. Um, so pausing there slightly for where this leaves the six because they're all sort of like Su- I like Suki's logic. What's well, right? We'll just look after her. It'll be fine. We'll take turns. Oh, no, we'll get some pills look off at- the internet. We'll get some pills we'll off the internet. Her, yeah. And I'll go on Google and find out how to look after somebody who's having a breakdown, and everything will be absolutely fine. <laughs> so I think like, that. Are you all- no, this is I mad. Think, I, I think that was a moment for Stacy to be like, yeah. "Do any of you have a clue how bad like psychosis is? Like, you can't just do that. They have to be like." 
under real professional yeah, medical really care. Really professional help. I tell you what, I'll ring them because no yeah. one else seems to be taking it seriously. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, the professionals arrive and Denise, I think it was interesting. Like by the time these professionals turn around and say like, we'd like you to come with us, Denise. Denise is basically by that point like, yeah, probably right to be fair. <laughs> It's like, yeah, there, I need a didn't break. Didn't take much convincing at that point. Really didn't. Yeah, it's just this was I can't a little, do it anymore. Yeah, this was a little bit different from when Stacey got sectioned both times where she was screaming and sort of had to be dragged away. Like, Denise was like, yeah, no fair. <laughs> Take me out, it's absolutely fine. Um, so Denise has been, was taken away in an ambulance and that's sort of, and, and not before she sort of throws some barbs at Jack and sort of blames him for everything. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's so I mean, that Jack and everyone else aren't questioning everything now, and they all go, oh, so because of Jack that she's had this mental breakdown. We don't need to question anything else. The Johnny Carter thing, who knows? That was just a brain not working properly. The yeah. devil stuff, it's because she went to see Lucas, so mm-hmm. we don't need to explain any of it away. I think that's yeah. what it was. I mean, the six at the moment are sort of, well, the five, the four and a half at this the stage. Four? The four now, yeah. The four um, and Johnny. The four and Johnny, yes. <laughs> They're sort of now thinking, well, and Lucas as well. Lucas now knows because Denise confessed to Lucas this week as well when it, when she went to see oh, him. Oh yeah, so yeah. Lucas knows, so, confessed. She left quite well, a few details out. But you, yeah. you wait. By June, we'll be talking about the seventeen. Um, I don't think Lucas believed anything she said there. To be fair. Oh, see, I thought he did. I thought he was oh. kind of like because otherwise, why would? Because I think he was looking at Denise and thinking like, why are you in this state? Like, how have you got to this point? So I kind of think that he would understand that what sort of person Denise is and then sort of be like, surely only that could push you to where you're, what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. If he uses that logic, I guess, but he might just think that she's having a mental breakdown for whatever other reason. And that it won't occur. And that that's what's making her think that. I don't know. You might be right there. We'll have to wait Mm. and see. I will. I'm with you though. I kind of wonder "Mm, why is Lucas kicking around at the moment? Like, I mean, I don't mind this role that he's got at the moment. I was very, very critical of the last Lucas storyline we had because it didn't make any sense and was ridiculous from start to finish. Yeah. This, there's a little bit more logic to it. So I can sort of understand why they brought Lucas back for this. And it's, he's serving a very good purpose within the storyline itself. So I'm, I'll see where that goes from there. Um, so yeah, the, we'll call them the six, uh, they are sort of very worried by the end of the week. They're kind of thinking, well, then, then that's it then. So Denise is going to go confess to the police and we're all going to get arrested and thrown in prison for the rest of our lives. Um, and I kind of feel like, yes, I understand why you're all scared about that. But at the same time, like I said, at the start of the discussion, I sort of feel like Denise's evidence wouldn't really be seen as that reliable, would it? No, I don't think so. Unless... She could. I feel like in her current state, she could confess to everything that happened, and people yeah. be like, "You're really unwell, Denise." Yeah, but then like what if you're saying... she, yeah, but then my question is, if she in this state was to turn around to a professional, a policeman, or it well turn around to a professional, we'll say so, a medical professional that who's looking after her in hospital. Two questions there. Number one, if she was to turn around to say, "Yeah, we killed somebody, and they're currently buried under the cafe at Albert Square." Number one, would that be taken seriously and investigated? Number two, would that medical professional then be, or, for, or like, would then they then have to tell the police, or is anything that's said in that sort of environment confidential? I think in her current state, they wouldn't take it seriously. To be honest, mm. I think they, I think they just assume that, that were another delusion that she's had yeah. during this episode. Personally, because um, presumably yeah, once she's once she's would. feeling better, she'd be like. <laughs> Didn't say that well, this I'm is bad. it because, like, yeah. obviously, 
they're going to have to give her some kind of medication because there's yeah. no denying that she is in psychosis. So then once Denise is eventually better at some point, that we assume that she will be, mm. once they question her and go, oh, you said these things, by the way, if she's in a better frame of mind, she might go, oh, no, no, that's not true. That's not true, you'd think. You yeah. know, she has confessed to it while she's ill. Yeah. So I would say if she confesses to anything in a current state of mind, they'll not take it. They could you couldn't you couldn't take the word of somebody who's been sectioned who's quite clearly been hallucinating in front of a room of people and go, That's right, true. Well, this person who's been sectioned is saying that there's a dead body buried under that calf, so we're gonna have to dig it yeah. up. No. But then my question is if somebody ends up in hospital having a psychotic episode who has no history of mental illness, is there one of their first questions not going to be what traumatic event has led you to this was caused this what has led you to to your brain to be like this but the medical professionals who sectioned her heard her say to jack this is all because of you so maybe they're (laughs) going to say right it's because of the affair that jack had with stacy or something how many people do they get having psychotic having like psychosis to this level just because their husband's had an affair though well you never know they can take any kind of trigger if somebody's got it you know, you're already predisposed to it or for whatever reason. If that's considered traumatic to somebody, then it could trigger it, yeah, potentially. Maybe. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious as to how they're going to handle all this and sort of see where this is all going to go. Um, the thing about the six storyline is I think it's me- it's one of those stories that we're just meant to sort of sit back and enjoy the ride. Mm. It's sort of supposed to be. It's not supposed to be one of these stories. I mean, yes, they had numbers at the end of the episodes this week to talk about, you know, if you're feeling distressed and all that kind of thing, which good, yeah, because you're showing somebody having psychosis. So, yes, you're throwing the numbers out at the end of the episode. That's quite right. But on the whole, I think this story is sort of about the fun of soap, isn't it, really? You know, it's about the mystery of the murder and, like, where will they get caught, you know? So I I wonder if they're going to apply all that much sort of that that, that over-end analysis of it to, to this story, you know? This is what I can't decide because they've thrown a pretty big kind of mental health situation into mm. this by showing psychosis. So how deep are they going to go with it? Is yeah. she just going to recover off screen and come back? Because I don't feel that like they tends, can just do that, if I'm honest. That tends to be what happens with this sort of thing on soaps, doesn't mm. it? You know, you tend to... Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think this is like... this. We won't see Denise now for two months before she turns mm. up. But like, oh, that was a time, wasn't it, yeah, guys? I'm sorry, fine now. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry, Sorry about Johnny. that, Sorry, Johnny. Sorry, Johnny. What was I thinking? And Johnny's out there glaring at her. Um, so I think we'll 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 see some scenes with Denise in hospital. I think what this will now do actually is lead into Stacey's kind of side of it. And you know, I think it's going to come out that she ran the ambulance, and sort of Stacey's involvement in the storyline is now going to pick up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Is my forecast yeah. for it. It's kind of interesting that they gave this to Denise and not Stacey because it'd have been quite fitting for Stacey to have had this happen to her. Really, I mean, straight away you kind of think, well, clearly this can happen to anybody, can't it? And I think it's interesting actually because it's very easy for soap characters for us to watch soap characters going through trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma, and we just sort of, you know, it just kind of goes over our head. But you kind of realise as well that if something like what happened to these women on Christmas Day was to actually happen. That would have quite a, a heavy impact on your mental health, I would think. So I do like yeah. that they're sh- showing... And if anything, Denise was actually 
in the in, in the immediate aftermath, Denise was actually one of the most capable there in that Boxing Day episode. Like she was sort of leading everyone around, going, "Right, you need to do that. You need to do that. You need to do that, and you need to stop crying about that." So Denise was actually feeling really relatively stable about the situation at that point. And then in the long term aftermath, this has really mm. started to take an effect as more and more has sort of unravelled. So I think that's been quite interesting the way they've done that. Do you think it's all been because of the necklace? Because she was coping well until the necklace got I buried. I think that's a big part I feel of like it. That's, that was I think when that's a big part spiraled. of it. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's a big part of it, I think, because theoretically, about four of those women could probably walk away from this scot-free, really, mm. couldn't they? Like, yeah. Suki yeah. could probably walk away from this. Stacy could walk away from this. Kathy could walk away from this. Um, Talking of Suki, sorry... I've yep. also seen the theory, coming back to the weapon thing, mm-hmm. that some people are saying Nish went into the Queen Vic that time and interrogated Linda. And I think that's clutching at straws, personally. Well, how would you know it was under the bed, is my question. That's that's why I think it is. Because even I could if also he miraculously that remembered well. everything from the yeah. night, then how would you know? Dean, I feel like I could have more of an idea of where it could be. Or When did Linda actually hide it there? Do we know? Did I mean, she do it, it on the been. night? It would have been in the Boxing Day episode, I would have thought. So yeah. So Nish was Dean so Nish was Nish, Nish was on, Nish was on the he floor for the entirety it. of that. Mm. Yeah, I think it's Johnny. I think Johnny's got it. I feel I'd struggle to believe that to, to believe anybody other than Johnny's got it at this stage. But I am willing and happy to be surprised. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I see. Yeah, I see your point. But mm. who knows? I have to wait and see. Um, Gold Star this week. First off, I think I'm going to give mine to Denise because God, she was amazing this week. No, she was. And I gave it to Denise last week, so um I would I kind of, weirdly I wanted to give it to Jade actually, but I don't think she's done enough this week. Okay. Um so I'm gonna give it Amy. Amy. Going out and right. helping Denise. No, yeah. fair play. It was a great turn for Amy this week. So uh this week's gold stars go to Denise and Amy. Let us know who your gold stars are going to. Uh, as usual, ladies and gentlemen, we will finish uh, the podcast with your comments and feedback. Before we read out uh, comments for this week, little new thing that we started doing this week. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, X, no one calls it X, Twitter, uh, and from next week, Instagram, because I decided to do this at about 10.30 last night, so I didn't have time to put it on Instagram. But from next yep, week, it'll be get on the memo. Instagram. Yeah, get the memo on that one. Didn't get the memo on that one. Uh, this will be the Albert Square After Dark Caption Contest, uh, which we will grab a screen grab from this week's episode, and we put it into your lovely brains to send us the best caption for that picture. This week, if you're only listening on audio, we've got a picture of... Uh, Linda, Kathy, and Suki sort of watching from a distance as Stacey runs after Denise. So they're sort of looking all perturbed and shocked. Um, and I've picked a few of my favourites and we will decide the winner. So this is the picture now. And Sarah on Twitter says, the ladies are gobsmacked. Witness Detective Inspector Jack Branning successfully detect something, even if it's only the keys to his own front door. Uh, Claire on Twitter says, uh, is that Phil in a leopard print mankini? And then on Facebook, Declan Walton says, me and my girl is realising the drunken cow getting kicked out by the bouncer is one of the girlies. Uh, and then Tracy Riccio says, so that's what a Prince Albert really looks like. <laughs> I liked all that. <laughs> uh, so who is the winner this week, Ree? I think I'm going to have to give it to Declan Walter, that one. It, Walton, sorry. Me and my girl is realising the drunken cow <laughs> getting kicked out by the bouncer is one of the girlies. Yeah. 
That's yeah, we are then. So congratulations, yeah. Declan Walton, for this week's caption. Marvellous. I like that. So we'll keep doing that. So that's fun. That's fun. It made me giggle quite a bit this week reading some of them. <laughs> uh, comments from you guys next. Um, Re, who is our first comment from? Uh, we've got one from Bald Beardy Bear on Instagram. He says, this storyline is so captivating. The performances of the five and three quarters, the additional half <laughs> point being the addition of Johnny, is next level. Edge of the seat appointment television. I can't wait to see how this unfolds. The five and three quarters. I quite like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah I network. think that's... That might have to stick. I like that. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's fun, isn't it? Like, you know, I, I have seen some people like sort of say that this storyline has slightly fallen off a cliff for them, but I think it's very subjective. I'm still quite enjoying the ride of it. It's just a mad old soap story. And I think that's all we're supposed to really be kind of taking from it. Just sit back, enjoy yeah. the madness of it. It may be one of those storylines if you poke it a bit too hard, it maybe starts to fall apart. But if it's, you know, that's what you kind of get from a story that's been kind of built up for 10 months and then we're sort of dealing with the immediate aftermath it's i think it's fun i i am enjoying it um and the five and three quarters yeah i like that that might have to stick um rachel alice june says diane deserves all of the flowers for her performance she's breaking my heart new theory pastor clayton is a definite baddie and working with lucas in prison when he makes pastoral visits and lucas will tell him to get the dirt on the six yeah see yes yes all of my yeses mm. and actually that's that makes a lot of sense pastor clayton would go and visit lucas because you know he'd go and get a pastor yeah I, i'm telling you he's connected to lucas and he's a bad person i'm telling yeah. you I he's already not... been talking to linda pastor i clayton, uh, yes mm. yes i am as paranoid about pastor clayton as Linda is, uh, as Denise is about Johnny. I'm hallucinating Pastor Clayton yeah. everywhere I look right now. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, telling you, telling you. Next comment. Uh, I've got one from a YouTube channel from, I'm just going to say Al, who says, this Johnny is quickly becoming one of my favourite current characters. I mean, thought fair. I'd throw that one out there, fair. Rob. No, fully Seems fair. To be I... consensus of a lot of people, Abs actually. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm seeing a lot of people that are really enjoying New Johnny, mm. and, that, and I'm pleased to see it as well. They're like, it's, it's never good when, you know, they recast a character and everyone's like, oh, uh, what's this? I'm just, this. <laughs> that's just from me. That's that's okay. Because um, it's not the only one. Vintage Violet says, love for New Johnny. The actor really holds his own. I do agree with that. Uh, mm. Let's not forget, too, that Johnny lost his dad, and grief can really change a person. Can't wait to see what they do with his character. Just glad Linda can finally confide in someone. Yes. Although... Is it wise confiding in current John? Wow. We do not know. We shall have to wait and see. Um, but good week. Good, good, good week. Um, next week, uh, I'm trying to think what's happening next week. I think it's uh I think maybe it's to do with Nish next week, and we're going to sort of involve Ooh. Nish to look take another look at the Nish and Cat storyline, I think is the, gonna be the main focus for next week. So we'll see how that plays out. God, as if um, that's a thing. As if that's a thing, <laughs> as if. I suspect it may not be for much longer. Mm. Okay. Oh, yes, that's mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, right. So uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us with your comments or your thoughts or your theories, or if you'd like to throw us your uh, caption contest ideas, you can do the following. You can find us on Facebook at Albert Square After Dark, on Instagram and Twitter at E20 After Dark. Like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Albert Square After Dark, and find us on all your favourite podcast sites. You can drop us an email at e20afterdarkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to buy us a coffee, you can do so by going on buymeacoffee.com forward slash e20afterdark.
After dark. Fantastic. Thank you very much indeed for watching. Thank you very much for listening. We should be back same time next week. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. See you next week, guys. Goodbye. Bye.